one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Hello everybody and welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. Yeah. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. Peter. Yes. How are you feeling? Uh, a little bit stuffums actually. Yeah. A little bit snuffly stuff. Well, I feel fine. I just sound not very good. So I just have to apologize for, you know, it, a podcast is not the best kind of media to be or medium to be, you know, doing when you sound bad because it's, you know, it's all audio, unless you're watching on YouTube. Unless you're watching case, on YouTube. Hi. Don't you think that the additional stuffium sort of yeah. provides a gravitas to your voice that yeah, is mm. not necessarily Well, it's better when you've just usually. got a, a sore throat, but like a clear clear sinuses. You know, right. the husky voice, husky throat is good, but when you're feeling a bit stuffed at oat cakes, then that's <laughs> not fair. It's, it's my favorite Mel Gibson film, Sinuses. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're out there. Is that, is that it? Anyway. I want um, to believe. Welcome to the video game podcast that we do. It's about video games. Welcome to 2020. And quite suitably to kick off 2020, we're going to talk about 2019. We are. Which is the year, Peter. Yeah. That we've just had. It is. How are you, by the way, Ben? I didn't ask you. Oh, no, I'm fine. Okay, good. I'm fine. A little tired. Yeah. Ready. Uh, I, I got sort of... Um, I went a bit stir crazy over the break. Yeah. Towards the end of last week, I just kind of I was just thinking about work all all day. Yeah, I can just tell. Thinking, oh, what's the what's the thing we need You've to do? Doing all sorts of prep and stuff. Have I? Yeah. Oh. Well, you, had, you had ideas when we got back. Yeah, no, that, that's true. I had a meeting in the morning. I had I a whole like, I had a whole earth? list of I had plans. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm okay. I'm looking forward to talking about the games mm-hmm. what came out last year yeah so this isn't a, a usual podcast for no, us it's not it still counts as a regular episode but what we're doing is we're running down the five or in some cases maybe not quite as many which we'll talk about in a minute yeah uh, games that we enjoyed the most last year in addition as we plugged uh before we broke up for christmas christmas chris christopher moss yes uh we put it to the patrons and ask them to provide their favorite, favorite, their five favorite favorites of the year. Yeah, they initially voted on. They could sort of nominate anything, right? Pretty much. Yeah, it was just to put your five favorite games in the comments. And when they all we we got all those together, 
and then we got people to to say of those that they'd cumulatively come up with, yep. you know, to vote on their top five. Absolutely. Give their thoughts, their feedbacks. We got like a top eight based yeah. on how many games were mentioned most frequently. And then people got to vote for which was their favorite out of those ones. So it's been yeah. through a couple of round, rounds. I can't even speak. A couple of rounds of voting. And now we're here with the Patreon selected five best games of 2019. Yes. And we're going to run down ours alongside them. Except maybe not quite five, Peter Austin. No, well, see, I knew that we had to bring five today. I've known that for a long time. But when it came to choosing them, I could come up with like three solid games that I was like, well, they're in. They're top three. Yeah. Then I could come up with another one that I really enjoyed. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll put that one in. And then for the fifth, it's not that I've only played four games this, I think I said this year, last year, mm. you know, we, we we played all kinds of things. We had like World War Z sent to us. Uh, Bee Simulator. Bee Simulator. I don't know if that came out. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah it did. That was, yeah. Uh, uh, medieval as mm. well. Uh, but basically, I couldn't really come up with something that felt like it should be in the top five, if you see what I mean. Yeah. There was nothing else that I like really thoroughly enjoyed last year. And I thought, I could shove Medieval in there, but... I didn't like think it was much better than World War Z or, you know, and there's a bunch of other games as well that I've not actually played. Uh, I've been waiting for Untitled Goose Game to come out on PS, mm-hmm. PS4. Uh, and then there's there's another big name that people will probably have put in their top fives, which I've just not got around to yet. But yeah, so I've, I've brought four, essentially. You've got four. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. And I'm sure we'll hear all about it in the comments that actually 2019... Had a lot of great games, but it feels very much that the sort of current generation is winding down in yeah. that I played lots of games that I enjoyed last year, but assembling a top five, there wasn't really any discussion for, for anything that may or may not deserve to be on, on the yeah. list for me. It was just sort of, here are five games that I liked the most, and I don't think the other ones really deserve a game of the year nod, personally. Right. Yeah. So yeah, if you'd asked us the year before, you know, I think, or or the year before that, there's been some Spider Man, yeah, Spider Man, Spider Man, God, God of War, War Spider Man, all of them, all of Spider Man, yeah. all all of the all of the ones. And next year, God, it's probably going to be all kinds of things. To We're going to have about. a launch lineup, which yeah. hopefully is decent. But uh, anyway, we'll get back to regularly scheduled podcast content next week, where we'll be discussing, you know, happenings and answering questions and so on. But this week, it's just us running down our top five and top four and the top five patron. Uh, voted games of the year as well. Yeah. Before we get started, Peter, yes. we've got a sponsor, as we do every week. Brilliant. Back in 2020, yeah. hitting things off with a bang. And we're with first, a bang? We're, this is the first sponsor yeah. of 2020. Are you ready? Yes. New... Oh, table just groaned. Can we get a table sponsor to provide a... Oh, I don't know what that is. Can we just... Right, is it? No, no, why it's is it, not. Why is it doing that? The table's furious. New yeah. year, new table. Am I right? I wish. Uh, you know this. This is gonna. I'm just gonna have to pull this slightly apart because it's. There we go. It's just farting every time we lean on it. It's okay. It's there like grandma. I'm sorry. Like grandma. Just does. like grandma. So I'll. I'm pulling them a little bit further apart. What's that song you sing on New Year's? Old lang. Old, old lang syne. Old lang syne. Yeah. Um. This week, <clears throat> we're sponsored by Old 
Old Hangs 9. Because the popular game, Hangman, is it's turned nine years old. False, is that the that's false it, that's false it. Stop. I really, I was not ready. Oh, okay. I, by which I mean the, the sponsor this week is real, but it just, you know, it just wasn't, I, think I didn't go through. I think there's a Crash other. Bandicoot 3 level called Hang 8, and you said Old Hang's 9. There we go. There's, something, there's some sort of something maybe, there. Maybe that's you do what the work. I, maybe that's what I meant. Anyway, it's a lie. It's you idiots. You all believed it was real, even though it was truly dreadful this week. Old Zhang's lying. Old Zhang's lying. Old Zhang is lying. Old Zhang has lied yeah. to all of you. This show is, of course, brought to you by the patrons. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. One dollar or more gets you access to the podcast post. Obviously not this week because there isn't one. Um, but it would have gotten you access to the ability to, to vote in the games of the year, which we're talking about this week. Uh, there are different tiers for different rewards. But we can't do this show without our patrons. So without further uh, adieu. Adieu. We will say adieu. Without further ado, yeah. let's kick things off. Peter, yes. would you like to take charge of what the patrons voted? Number five. Yes. The patrons voted. Is this 10% of the vote? This is 10% of the, of the vote of the... I can't remember how many games there were people could vote for. Maybe seven or eight. At number five from the patrons, with 10% of patrons' votes... It's Borderlands 3. Oh. Oh. oh! We've got some quotes here. Oh, we've just got one, actually, for Steve, from Stephen Scodes, and then we've got some plural quotes for, for other games. Mm. Uh, Stephen Scodes, for example, says, Borderlands 3 uh, is my choice because I got into Borderlands this year because of Ben. When I played the games, I was hooked from the start. I didn't enjoy Borderlands 2 that much, but when Borderlands 3 came out, I gave it a try and loved every second of it. Gameplay was excellent, the story was fun, and I spent so many hours playing it. It also has a lot of replayability, and I had so much fun with it. Glad to hear that. How about that? I am pretty sure yeah. we'll be talking about Borderlands 3 again later on. Yeah, I have a feeling. Uh, so we won't talk too much about Borderlands 3. Right. What I will do, though, is talk about my number five. Yeah, do it. Which is Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. Oh, yeah, okay. Only in at number five. Only in at number five, purely because through probably my own fault, Yeah, I burned out on it pretty hard. It's lower than I thought it would be in my list, too, for similar reasons. In which case, I won't discuss it too much. I'll just voice my opinion on it now yeah. at the beginning of 2020. And then I am I imagine it will show up for when you. When it reappears, we can have a proper dialogue. We'll have a, disc, a discussion. Uh, basically, I really liked Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. I, you know, it's one of my favorite games of all time yeah. the original crash team racing i played so much of it on ps1 and the, the playstation classic version that they released the digital version i played it on psp and vita and on ps3 uh so when this was coming out it's very excited and it took some getting used to and i really really enjoyed it and it is ridiculous in a lot of ways yeah especially the the harder difficulties seem sort of they, they kind of just seem like arbitrary difficulty where it decides okay, now people can outrun missiles. Yeah. Or you hit someone with a power-up in front of you, and the speed with which they bounce around then practically negates the fact that they were even hit to begin with, and they just carry on in front of you. And it's like, well, what the hell is this? Yeah. You, you mess up once, everybody disappears, you never see them again. Yeah. So that was annoying, but I did get 
really, really good at it because I was doing all the time trials. Right. And um, sadly, I wasn't able to enter the office competition last year uh, for Crash Team Racing. No, you weren't here, were uh, you? Which is a real bummer because I would have liked to have um, had a go at that. Yeah, rest in peace, Dick. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a fantastic game. Sadly, has been overshadowed slightly by Activision's greed. Yeah. Uh, after the fact, I I haven't gone back and touched the last three, whatever they're called, Grand Prix that they've done. Grommets. The Grommets. Yeah. Uh, because I just sort of I burned out on it. I was trying to do all of the. I don't know how anybody could go back every month. No, I and, don't. And play it so much every day that they unlocked everything because yeah. I just got so bored of it after a while. I appreciate that, well, yeah, we'll, we'll go into a proper dialogue soon, but I appreciate that Activision have continued to add stuff. I mean, that's a nice thing. But uh, yeah, I think just the fact that you have to then grind so much to get anything out of these like monthly updates, it's like, oh, okay. You know, it would be great if you just like added some new content every month and then we could just enjoy our leisure. Yeah. But you kind of can't. Really. Or just put the, you know... Put the, I mean, to be fair to them, the the unlocks from playing and doing the daily challenges and getting nitro points, whatever they are, yeah. The 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 top tier unlock was usually just wasn't it usually a just a skin, a, yeah, yeah, a special skin. So it didn't really matter that much. All you had to do was complete the first wave to unlock the good character. Like yeah, the character was normally the first. Yeah. And you got the map for free, but you know it's just the fact that it was there. Yeah, and you wanted to play it, and it was like I can't every day. I'm logging in and doing a Grand Prix. Uh, or, or a cup race yeah. just just to get 250 nitro. No, I can't do it anymore. I just can't. Uh, but I think it's a faithful recreation. Really like it. Yeah. Would love for them to do some kind of sequel, but it, they've turned it into practically a, uh, a live service game. Yeah, now it kind of is. With the Grand Prix. So yeah. I don't know if, if we'll ever get a, uh, a sequel of some kind, but we will see. We will see. And we'll that... See is my number five. Peter, yeah. would you like to tell everybody your number four game of the year for 2019? My own number four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, in at number four, bit of a bit of a wild card, actually. Uh, huh. I've uh, had a lot of fun with you and with my fiancé on Trine 4. Trine 4? Yeah. And uh, had, had a little bit of fun playing it at home as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a game, it's a very personal choice, this. Uh... Ben and I and my fiance like to play trying together when we're all uh, in the. Billy oh, fell. Sorry, Billy feels left out. Billy sometimes. fell. It is now four players though, so Billy could play too. Billy could. He could. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It's it's very much a game for sitting around with your mates and being a bit silly. And I think they're 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 very much aware of that now. The guys who make Trine or girls, mm. because uh, I noticed that one of the things they they have done this time in Trine Four is with some of the unlockable abilities, in the actual description of the ability, it will say things like, uh, the the thief can now like use three ropes at once or two ropes at once to tie things together uh, and will definitely not end up tying up their friends or whatever, right. or, you know, something like that. Or Pontius has now unlocked the ability to do such and such, much to the dismay of the wizard and the thief. Yes. Uh, because they know that it's like, it's a game where you it's best played sitting on the couch with a few beverages uh, responsibly mm-hmm. and uh, just sort of cluster cluster funking altogether. Yeah, sure. A little cluster funk. Just cluster funking your way around. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of fun with that and uh, looking forward to when we're all together again to play it. Absolutely. It's just very whimsical, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's always very, because it's not, I don't want to say it's limited in its scope, but certainly from its graphical style, it doesn't need to be that comprehensive. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's not a 3D open world, for example. Yeah. And so it allows them to create levels that are just very pretty looking. Yeah, it's a very beautiful game. Uh, And there's like... The boss fights feel a little bit more like actual boss fights now rather than just spam attack, spam attack. Like there's actual, you know, you have to, there's like phases or there's like timings of certain attacks that you have to dodge and then hit a weak spot and all that kind of thing. So that's that's nice. That's a lot of fun. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. We've not finished it yet, but uh, good, good game, good game. Fantastic. Yeah. The patron voted number four. Yes. Is Star Wars. Jedi Fallen Order with 11% of the vote just beating out Borderlands 3. Just. We have a couple of opinions here, Peter. Yeah, we do. The first one is from Andrew Starling, who says, Star Wars, it's the only one other than Borderlands I've consistently gone back to. Okay. Which I think speaks volumes. Yeah, it does. That that alone, just going back to a game, a game that has replayability is instantly a good thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And Quiet Insane, voting for Star Wars as it shows publishers that single-player games are still popular and profitable. Yes, EA. Yeah, EA are. They're listening. Uh, they hope, know. Yeah, I hope they are. I mean, there's rumours now that like that they're already thinking about doing more games sort of in this series, uh, which is exciting. The Fallen Order series. Yeah, or the, the Star Wars Jedi colon series. The okay. Star Wars Jedi colon Oh no! Star Wars Jedi colon yeah. Uh, so you the know, Force Awakens. They've seen how well it's done. You know, the reception was really good for that game, and I'm so pleased mm. that it was because uh, you know, I, I there was a lot of discourse around this saying like, oh, you shouldn't buy that game because you shouldn't support the fact that EA own the license. And, right. Uh, you know, even if it turns out to be a good game, you shouldn't do it because EA have done too many bad things. And I think no, no, like. Don't buy Battlefront if you don't agree with Battlefront and the things mm. they've done there. And don't buy this and that if you don't agree with those specific games for those policies. But if a game comes out that you do agree with because it's a single-player narrative game without any microtransactions so far, so far, then uh, you should buy. That's, that's what voting with your wallet means. You don't just yeah. vote with your wallet by not buying stuff to annoy the company. You buy the stuff that you like so that they know, well, we'll do more of that then. Yeah. So hopefully that's what's happening right now. Uh, Fallen Order may be appearing later in the list. I see. As well. I'm looking forward to talking to you about it on a on a regular episode because I have yeah, finished you've it. You've been playing it over Christmas, haven't you? Yes, I have finished it. It's not in my top five, yeah. but um, I look forward to discussing it with you properly on next week's podcast because I went on a tear, Peter. Yeah. I finished like five games over Christmas. God, went, I finished went zero mental games over Christmas. Absolutely mental. One of those games I've finished is my number four. Oh, oh, okay. It's After Party. Oh, what's that? I did it. It's the game I've spoken about several times about wanting to buy. Okay. It's from the people who did Oxen Free. Oh, that one. I yes. forgot the name of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's about uh, sort of a a couple of college kids who yeah. are at their, they're at their graduation. And then it turns out they died. Oh. And they're in hell. And they're like, well, what the bloody hell is this then? Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, it's basically in its in its simple the simplest description of it, which is what I really like about both Oxenfree and this, is that it's a point and click adventure, but without the puzzles. 
Right. It's just a dialogue driven. It's it's presented in the style of a point and click adventure, but it's just dialogue all the time. Okay. So you don't have to wander around. You have no inventory. You're not picking up the puzzle piece from behind the cash register. Yeah. Use puzzle piece on gelatin. Yeah. You know, it's what? nothing, nothing like Monkey that. Monkey Island. Yeah. It's literally an extremely well. There is a there is a little bit of choice in terms of deciding where you want to go, but it's it just. It, it, it's it's it was the perfect sort of come down from from playing the outer worlds and fallen order yeah because it was just like this sprawling it, complex thing exactly it just funnels you through there's constant dialogue all the time it's really well written it's really funny it's got a fantastic voice cast and pretty art style as well very pretty game yeah there I will say there are some. There are some performance issues in that it does stutter sometimes, uh, okay. which was pretty annoying. But I thought it was really good. It was really clever. And it plays with some really fun concepts of hell and demons and what the afterlife is. And the fact that it does not, despite the fact that the two people who you play as, Milo and Lola, my Lola, my Lola, are desperately trying to outdrink the devil yeah and to beat him in a drinking contest so that they can return to the land of the living because they don't think they they deserve to have died and they don't really know why they've died the game is not at all about how they died like they it, it's all about the friends they made along the way oh the drinks they drink along the way but it's literally that yeah. it's really clever and really funny there's there's a great mechanic where when you go to a bar and you sit down there's an icon in the top right hand corner which is just sort of an empty glass and you can order various drinks but obviously they're all sort of hell inspired so there's one that's just bleach and then in parentheses it just says just bleach right and they give you different sort of abilities when you're entering certain dialogue situations so at any point when you've got a drink you can press r2 to just have a drink of right. your drink and then when you see there's sort of like an empty square because everything's pretty much done by just walking left or right and pressing square or circle to choose between dialogue options right. but you can see there's an additional dialogue option and if you have your drink depending on what you what drink you've got it'll give you different sort of things you can answer with which will then change the course of the conversation right because there's it, i can't imagine the flow chart that's involved in piecing together how this game works yeah not just from sort of a tell telltale decision-based perspective but just in terms of you said this on under the influence of this alcohol right so there was one that made me talk like a pirate okay so i course. could just say just say pirate stuff to people yeah there was one that made me a sports fan so someone's like Drink, drunk way too much and has fallen over and you can just yell touchdown at them okay. for no reason. It's great. There's one that made me talk like a 1940s gangster. Nice. And it's all optional. You don't have to say any of this stuff. But I thought it was just such a brilliant follow-up. It's fourth wall breaking. Yeah. It's very self-aware. It's like 16 pounds. It's not been out so long, has it? It was like last quarter of the year, maybe? I think like sort that. of November time. Yeah, yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. And I'd highly recommend it if you just want a game you can finish in sort of four hours yeah. or so and uh, just go on a really great little adventure. And oh. that's my fourth favorite game yes. of I the year. I forgot that's year. what it was called, After yeah. Party. That's a really good name, good. actually, because it's like Afterlife, but it's a party. Yeah. And I'll probably replay it because it's implied that when you replay it, other stuff happens, right? And like your characters will remember certain things. I don't know for sure, but I, I want to. I want to give it another playthrough. So I'll talk about it again in the future, I'm sure. But uh, I thought it was excellent. Very good. Uh, it's number three. Yeah. Should we do the patrons first, or how do you want to do it, peeps? 
We can do patrons first from now on. Okay. I know I went first last time, but I'd not done my number five, so, well, yes. Patrons voted at number three with 19% of the vote, The Outer Worlds. Oh. Oh, are oh, you okay? What was that reaction worlds. noise there? I like the outer world. Yeah, it was a, lot. a good noise. Yeah, okay. it, was a, it was a happy noise. We've got some thoughts here from Rexy Adar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a real tough time deciding between game further up in the ranking. That's redacted, basically. Yeah. Uh, and Outer Worlds, but I decided to give it to Outer uh, give Outer Worlds a vote since game further up in the rankings is already pretty far ahead of the others. It deserves it though. It does. I will talk about Outer Worlds. In a bit, yeah. Uh, it's just it's so good, and you're really you're going to be play it. playing it soon, aren't you? Yeah, I thought. See, I I nearly started it like late November or or early December, I guess. Uh, but I thought the thing is, I'll be going away for Christmas for two weeks, and when it's like, I know it's not quite as big, or I'm led to believe it's not quite as big as the likes of Fallout or Elder Scrolls, but it's still a big RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought if there's that going on, if if it's that meaty. I don't want to have a two-week break where I'm not playing any games because I didn't take my PS4 with me to my right. parents' place. So I've been waiting for January to play it. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. That and Untitled Goose Game are my two bigger games from last year uh, that I'm still yet to sink my teeth into. Oh, blimey. Yeah. Excellent. Well, yeah, the, the Outer Worlds, I thought, was... Just so good. Yeah, I just couldn't stop playing it. Mm-hmm. I ended up taking my PS4 in the end. Yeah, uh, to to the hotel that yes. I was staying in and plugged it in and just played the Outer Worlds. And uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant game. And I will speak more about my thoughts on that in a bit. Peter, your third favorite game of twenty. 20- Sorry, hello trains. Your third favorite game of twenty nineteen. Choo choo! It's the train. It's the it's the CTR discussion begins right now. Train. Oh my god! All aboard. So. Uh, yeah, when when CTR was announced, the the uh, nitro nit, nitro fueled yes nit, nit, nitro refueled. <laughs> uh, when it was announced, I thought, oh, well, that's probably going to be up there as like my number one or number two game of the year. Mm. Uh, it's not really. It's like it's it's still you know it's a, it's a good game. I had a lot of fun with it. I think it's as you said, it's a very good remake. Uh, very true to the original. They've added all sorts of new content that, you know, I think it was a, it has enhanced the experience. Could do without all the post-Naughty Dog characters, to be honest. I'm not really interested in right. those. But, you know, uh, however, I burned out on it like you did. Mm. I also have marked it down for Activision's practices as well. Uh, the fact that they waited until after all the reviews had come out in like the first month before they decided to add in microtransactions. Yeah. I think that was pretty dishonest. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I like the fact that they are doing these monthly Grand Prix and that it includes like always a whole new track and one or two extra characters or more sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. But it's that... That's nitro bar that you just feel like you have to grind on, even though you don't. It's not compulsory. Uh, and also the fact that, yeah, it has now become sort of a live service game. Mm. Uh, and I don't know how I feel about that. Basically, this this didn't turn out exactly the way I wanted it to. Right. And for that reason, I can't give it, like, the highest any possible higher. Pros. Yeah, the, the highest possible pros. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, I think. Yeah. In that I was I really enjoyed it and it took up like a month 
of of my life this year. Yeah. But then at the end of that month, I didn't, I wasn't happy. Yeah. You know, like it, it left it, it didn't, I didn't finish it and think, wow, that was great. I'm going to go back to this again and again. Yeah, me neither. It just sort of went really hard with the live service elements, with the Grand Prix. And that's not a bad thing. But, you know, I, I think uh, it's so difficult because we talked it up at the time. We're like, this is great. You know, I can't see any downside of this. And then like two months later, we would we were of the opposite opinion. Yeah. Ah, oh, there's the downside. Yeah. I don't want to play this game anymore. It's too much of a... I don't even want to say a good thing. It's the realization that maybe it wasn't quite as good. Or mm. yeah, no, it was. It is. It is as good as it was, but it's too. It's too much of a good thing, I think. Right. Uh, and you're right that like you know other other games we've already talked about or touched on, like Fallen Order, for example. I came away from that because I finished the game. There were other things to do with my free time, and I, I wasn't going to just continually replay that. But I thought, yeah, I'll come back to that. I really enjoyed that. Whereas Crash. The reason I stopped playing that is because I didn't want to play it anymore. Mm. Like, uh, you know, I started to play it less and less. And then, you know, I realized like a week or two had gone by, I'd not, not played it at all. And I thought, yeah, like I'm not I'm not hankering to go back to that. Yeah. I did briefly pick it back up again when the Spyro uh, Grand Prix came out, being mm -hmm. a Spyro fan. And then once I'd unlocked Spyro and played the new track a little bit, which I really enjoyed and again was very true to the reignited style... And then I was done again, and that's it, yeah. really. I, I, Spyro was the Grand Prix where I stopped. I think I I was playing online with a friend in a private match to sort of grind out coins because you got your daily and your weekend bonus. Yeah. And you know when you reach that moment where you just sort of look at yourself and you think, what on earth are you doing? Why are you gathering these what are you doing? fake coins for nothing? But I, he then went to bed. And I was like, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. So I stayed up because the ch it went past midnight. Oh. And the challenges ticked over to the next day. Oh. So I could do my daily challenges again. And I was like, this is great. Get a head start on those. Okay, I should really go to bed now. Woke up, sat down, like just sort of waddled through to the living room on Saturday morning. Sat down on the sofa, turned on the PS4. And I had other things to play, but I instinctively started up Crash. And I was like, well, you know, this is easy and... I'll just quickly work my way through some more challenges. Did like one challenge. And then I just felt this overwhelming feeling of, I can't be bothered to do this ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Um, which is a shame because it's still a great fun game to boot up and play local co-op. But all the other, and I don't know if this is necessarily a failing of Activision or if it's just a reflection of myself or the state that the industry is in. Yeah, or, like... Or, whatever but it just i just don't think crash team racing really lends itself to anything other than it, it's not a single player game yeah you know it, it it always had a single player component but once the novelty's worn off you're never gonna you know i'm not gonna in two years time boot it back up and go i'm gonna play adventure mode again yeah i'm not gonna do that because i don't have to anymore it's not like my only game that i have as it was when i had a ps1 yeah uh so it's just different and it's interesting to see how they've tried to retrofit you know modern day stuff into a very old game and it, it kind of works for a bit but then sort of turns into a frankenstein's monster where yeah. actually i don't really want to play it anymore the online multiplayer component as well it, it wasn't they should they should have just had a matchmaking aspect to it where it it you know it knows how well you perform and uh, your average time around certain tracks and therefore it can put people together who are going to have a really good you mm -hmm. know uh, 
a really good race together. I always felt like, you know, I didn't always come in last because there was always like a couple of people in there who probably not had the game very long. So I, you know, I always did okay, but I always came in like fifth, back, you know, tops. And it was like, you know, I'm not such a, I'm not a sore loser. I'm like, no, I won't play this game unless I can come <laughs> first every time. But I just felt like, no, but there's no challenge for me because I just know that I'm never going to get as as far ahead as like the people in first and second. Yeah. So there's no, there's no realistic challenge that I have any hope of being able to overcome. So I never really played any multiplayer. Mm. Uh, I did a tiny bit for like a few challenges and that was it. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, Ma- matchmaking. Multiplayer was a big. It was that was a big issue with that. Towards the end of me bothering to play online at all was people completing a lap uh, or completing the race before anyone else had finished. Yeah, and then the the sixty second countdown timer yeah. would come and go, and nobody else would like people would finish in second by default by default. Yeah, because they wouldn't be able to cross the finish line fast enough. Once in mo- in online. Once you get away, you're gone. Yeah. Nobody can touch you unless you just stop playing. And some people are so good that they will go online, win a race, and nobody will finish second because yeah. it times out because they're, they're that far ahead and that's not good. And good luck to them, but put eight of those people Yeah, all put in one eight of those together. people together, all yeah. those god-tier players. You know, we can't all be like them. Yeah. Anyway, these guys are being a bit negative, aren't they? Let's move on. Yeah, for, the, for Peter's number three spot. To... Uh, my number three game of the year. Can you quickly whisper to me what your number two is, just just in case? Okay, all right, that's fine. Because uh, I thought maybe we could combine. But what we can do is combine my number three with the Patreon voted number two. Because okay. my number three... My, my third favorite game of 2019 is Resident Evil 2 Remake. Ooh, okay. And that's also, with 20% of the vote, the Patreon-voted number two game of the year. Yeah. So Resi 2 Remake. I don't like Resi games until 2019, when yeah. actually I do like Resi games. God. Resi 2 in particular is one of those games that I cite as being a scarring... <laughs> Moment. The reason that you don't like horror things, or yeah. one of the first realizations you had that you don't like horror stuff. Yeah, went went to my cousin's house with my other cousin, who wasn't the cousin that lived in that house. He wasn't there. I think our parents were visiting his mum or yeah. whatever. Went upstairs. He's got a chipped PS One with loads of like just C- CDs with yeah. that are just unmarked. Yeah, put one in. Oh, this one's got zombies on it. Don't really know what zombies are. Let's give this a go. Uh, started up get through the first cutscene, already terrified. Yeah. Then get to the tank control blue shirt wearing man yeah. as he tries to run through the A car park. Street. Yeah. Don't know how to shoot. Don't know really how to move or interact with stuff. Get captured by zombies. Get eaten alive. It says you're dead. Yeah. And then I was dead. Forever. Ruined me. Nightmares for weeks. Oh. Couldn't do it. And then you flash forward to 2019. Holy crap. What a phenomenal game. Still very scary. Yeah. Scarier than the old one, I would say. I think that shows personal growth. Yes. I've come a long way since whenever that have was. Done. The sound design in that game, like the actual <sighs> like uh, screamy, groany noises that some of the zombies make. I remember really vividly that in that little flooded, if you walk into the police department through the front door and turn right, there's like a dark flooded mm. corridor with flickery lights. Yeah. 
And there happened to be this, uh, I think her legs were missing because I'd like already had a fight with her or she was she was certainly crawling along the floor. There was this like screamy lady zombie in there. And at the time I didn't have any ammo. So I had to run past her and go and do all my business that I was doing. And by the time I was coming back, although I'd found ammo over there, I'd used it all. So I was coming past again. She was still there with the same voice sound effects. I had to run past her again with no ammo. And I just started to associate that corridor with, oh, that's where the legless that's screamy the lady ladies. lives. Yeah. Oh, God. And uh, God, yeah, the, the sound alone in that game is wonderful stuff. We both, and I, I imagine this is one of the games you enjoyed yes. a lot. So we'll talk about that again in a minute. But... Okay. Um, we played through it on stream, yes, we and did. it was our it was basically our new game plus run, wasn't it? Because you play, we both played as. Um, did we both play as Welcome Leon the first time? I played as Welcome Leon. First yeah, I think time. we both played as Welcome Leon. Yeah. Uh, the first time through <laughs> in our respective homes. Yeah. But then once you finish it, you can play because you can play as. Was it, oh, I can't even remember. It's Jill, right? Welcome, no, not Welcome Jill. Claire. I've been playing. I've been playing Resi Five. Yeah. Which has Jill in it. Jill. Uh, Jill, no. Yeah, Claire. So you can play as Claire or Leon. And once you've finished your playthrough with one, you can then do a new game plus run with the other character, but things are different and items are in different places. Yeah, and it depends course, on how you played the first time around, so I'm told. Yeah. yeah. And they have slightly diverging paths anyway in terms of characters they bump into and stuff. Yeah. So we played through that on stream, and the full playthrough is up on the channel if you want to watch it. And that was so much fun yeah it's just really good i can't wait to see what they do with resi 3 because yeah. that's another one that i just obviously didn't go near uh, but i know a fair amount about thanks to the long list we did about every playable resident evil character ranked from worst to best which you should definitely go and watch please yeah so that's your number three <sighs> yes but also it's the patrons number two as you said it certainly is so we can just read their thoughts on it uh it has 20 percent of the vote and uh here's some here's some thoughts uh Mancomb Seepgood mm. says... Didn't we determine that was a guy brush Threepwood? Sort of... And yes, sort of. spooky joke, man. Uh, said, Resident Evil 2. It showed a combination of nostalgia and a solid team recreating it can produce... it. Yeah, it showed that a combination of nostalgia and a solid team recreating it can produce a contender for Game of the Year. Brilliant achievement. Mm -hmm. Tanner said... I wanted Outer Worlds. Wife wanted Resi 2. So our vote is Resi 2. <laughs> they only had one vote between them. Uh, Jennifer McDonnell said, I went with Resi 2 Remake. The nostalgia factor plus the great time my friend and I had playing through it. Many happy memories indeed. Mm. Do you want to read the other three? Yes, and I agree with Jennifer there because I played through it both times actually with a friend. Yeah. Uh, which I think makes it way more fun, to be honest, mm -hmm. if you have a spectator or you're sort of passing the controller back and forth. Yeah. I love that. I think that's the best way. It's probably the only way, but it's also the best way to experience horror games for me. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm okay now with scary parts of non-horror games. You know, The Last of Us can be pretty spooky. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? The Order 1886. Yeah. Has plenty of quite unnerving areas, and uh, Metro Last Light, I think, just throws you into a corridor full of demon things at oh, one point. Okay. So I can handle the spooks, but I do find with games like this, it's way more fun if there are a few of you watching it on the sofa. I don't think I would have played Outlast. If not, no, for absolutely us it not. On no, a hundred percent. You even go back to the launch of the PS4 when that was one of the first PS Plus games, mm -hmm. and my cousin came over, the one who had Resi 2, and uh, 
I had it downloaded just because I didn't have many games. I was like, oh, look at all these games I've got just to populate the dashboard and started it up. He played through like the first little bit where you go into that room. There's loads of dead soldiers, like all decapitated on the floor. And I just over I just completely overrided his decision. I was like, nope, that's it. We're not playing this. Not touching it. So since then, I've actually come almost full circle. Yeah. In that I played some of it. Yes. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> that's all I could do. Yes, uh, the remainders of, uh, of of the people who voted and, and spoke out in the comments, Robin Lau voting for uh, RE2 Remake because Death Stranding isn't there. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Death Robin. Stranding didn't even come close. No, I'm it didn't. S- so proud. Maybe because they know what listeners. we think of it. Maybe they, no one voted. Well, I thought people would do it intentionally. Right. But remember that this wasn't just... It wasn't just us choosing what we think are the best games of the year and then no. getting people to vote. The The list of things that people could vote on was taken directly from people's own game of the years list and death stranding was only in a couple of people's lists so sorry robin jim johns jj two first names names there we go three first names it's johns i've done that yes there we go excellent Resident Evil 2 Remake is the only game i played this year that i finished multiple playthroughs back to back since god of war don't forget to remake Code Veronica next, please, Capcom. Well, <laughs> next is three, but I guess you mean after that. After that, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm all up for the, you know, classic Resi games getting the, the modern-day makeover. Yeah. Apart from the PS, some of the PS3 games weren't that good. Anyway, don't... Uh, these, I said that already. Philip Reed, RE2, because it did everything right. Yes, it did. I agree. I don't think there was really anything I can say that was wrong with Resident Evil 2 Remake. No. I think it was excellent. Well, that's why it might be coming later in my list. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Do, 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 do. do you want to do your number two? My number two. Oh. oh, so you know, you know now which two are coming later in my list. It's Star Wars and Resi. Oh, okay, but which one comes first? I'm a big Star Wars fan, but 
But Star Wars is number two. Star Wars is number two. It's number two. Oh my god. I thought Resi, as we'll get onto shortly, was pretty much flawless. Like I can't actually I I that's exactly what I think, what Philip Reed says. It did everything right. Mm -hmm. I can't really think of any problems with it. Whereas Star Wars there were a couple of things that I thought, yeah, it's not really like how I, exactly how I would have made this, but it was certainly a really, really good game in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing really that I didn't enjoy so much was the really big sprawling levels with lots of like interconnecting, you know, lifts and ropes and, you know, ledges and stuff. You know, it was very Soulsborne style, which I'm not very well versed with. You know, I'm not very good at like trying to, keep all that in my head and although you have that 3d map like you can sort of see some sometimes you can see where you are and where you want to be and the actual areas that you need to pass through to get there but to actually get to those areas from one to the next isn't always super obvious because mm. there's a bit of like hidden wall running involved or like ropes that you need to swing on that you don't always notice uh so there were a few puzzles that i got stuck on and things like that so i feel like the the pacing wasn't as high as it should have been for me because I would occasionally just be sort of stuck in a room for a while going, where do I go? What do I do? I'm, you know, uh, there's there's a bit where you have to uh, like chuck a, chuck a, there's like a room with a like a waterfall and you have to get some fire around the side of the waterfall to like burn a chain or something like that. And I was in there for ages. I actually had to look up the solution to that because uh, I can't really describe where it was or when it was but anyway mm -hmm. there was one one room where i was in there for a very long time and getting really frustrated i listened to all the hints and still had no idea i knew what i had to do but not how i how i would do it right but uh that's that's all i can say negatively about Fall, fallen order i thought like i really enjoyed what it did uh in relation to the the saga you know it did some some connections there and mm. uh what, what do you think what did you what were your thoughts <sighs> I don't want to drag it down, Peter. It's okay. You can. I want to hear what. I want you to tell me, like what you didn't like about it, or what, or you can tell me what you did like about it if you don't want to tell me what you didn't. I liked that. Um... Not much. <laughs> no, no. I, I liked that there was some, there were various locations. I liked the fact you got to go around on a ship. Um, I enjoyed the sort of the transition when you yeah. would when you'd go like take off from a planet and then suddenly fog would appear yeah. <laughs> suddenly yeah um i thought it was i thought it was a good game i didn't really enjoy it okay. as much as i was hoping i would right. uh, i felt like it was sort of a, a jack of all trades but a master of none yeah i felt like the combat was not very good it's oh, really? dark souls esque but does not have the refinement that dark souls has like the hitboxes are insane mm -hmm. uh the 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 attack tracking when an enemy locks onto you and you dodge and you can see them rotate as they do their attacks they hit you anyway yeah i found it really frustrating right I, the only way i found myself enjoying it and getting through it in the end was to put it down onto story mode difficulty well i played it through on story mode to be fair like yeah. i didn't actually play it with any level of difficulty whatsoever. Right. Well, once i did that yeah it was it, it i felt like i know that he's you know he's meant to be he was meant to be a Padawan that escaped the the Order sixty six, so yeah. he's not fully trained. But I felt rubbish. Right. He felt like a rubbish Jedi yeah. who was just weak and getting knocked out by bugs. Yeah. <laughs> and it was stupid. And the like, I fell through the world constantly. Oh really? I thought I thought it was really buggy and glitchy, and there was just a complete lack of polish that I yeah. found really surprising. So I think it was good. 
and I'm sure we'll have a proper discussion about it on the yeah. next week's podcast. And I'm so glad that it's a decent Star Wars game. Right. Like, I don't think it's bad at all. But I feel the same way about this game as I did about, um, what's it called? Uh, Lord of the Rings, Battle for Middle-Earth. Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor. Shadow, Battle yeah. for Middle-Earth. That was, was the it? RTS. Yeah, it was an RTS. That's quite yeah. good, actually. Yeah, I liked that one. Uh, my friends loved that. Shut up about that one. Um, yeah, Shadow of Mordor. Not Shadow of War, the sequel. The yeah. first one. Right. Because it had the Nemesis system in. It was the first decent uh, Lord of the Rings game for a long time. Yeah. People were going mental about it. I remember it won Push Square's Game of the Year. And I played it a few months after and thought, I don't like this is fine right i don't really understand all the hype around it and it's a similar situation here where i can see everything it does right yeah i really like what they've done with it um i could happily play a sequel if it had that because this could have done i think this could have come out in february and been a much better game mm -hmm. if they had enough time to polish it because there was just there was just a lot of weird texture stuff characters like flickering in and out of existence a lot yeah i i <sighs> I might be on record. This might be going against what I've said. <laughs> okay. Definitely, I had major performance issues, yeah. but I don't recall it being too buggy. I think once or twice, an actual buggy thing happened where someone like sort of flipped around or something right. like that. But most of it for me was the frame rate was pretty dire hmm. uh, at times. And yeah, there was a lot of texture popping, which I didn't like. Oh, I, there was that one bug where in the significant cutscene near the very end of the game where there's like a major moment where they they tie it into a into the saga in some way yeah uh there was the sound of a spinning yes. thrown lightsaber just going vroom 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 like almost yeah. over the top of uh like a death scene an emotional moment so that was annoying but uh yeah i mean like i say it's there's a reason why i've not put it at number one you know i mm. i did really enjoy it being a star wars fan and uh, there was a, a lot about it that I did like. And having it on story mode, I think, did help me feel like a more powerful Jedi. Yeah. I think that You've helps. got a lightsaber. People shouldn't be able to take two hits with a lightsaber. A goat shouldn't take two hits with a lightsaber. Right, yeah. But then how do you get around that yeah, to make it a game? You yeah, know? you could just lightly poke at anything and it would probably, you know, at least fall down completely incapacitated if not die immediately when i properly started when i when i felt right so i didn't not enjoy this game yeah but when i properly felt like it got into its groove it took a good few hours to get there and it yeah, was once i'd got all the powers because i was so because you you compared it to dark souls and it is like dark souls in its sort of metroidvania style environment yeah it's very similar to the lego games as well in that sense where you just yeah. see things you're not allowed to do yet because you yeah. don't have the right character or they're not the right power and it's even got blue force stuff glowing around like you see a, a crumbling door <laughs> right you're like i know i'm gonna push that down at some point you just expect to unlock a mini kit or yeah. something or, yeah. a, or a blue stud yeah. whatever gold brick and um i like dark souls usually is is pretty good about that stuff in that if you see a door, usually you can either open it or that's the shortcut to come back through later. Yeah. Whereas in this, I was endlessly frustrated by going to, to, you know, I can't cite any specific examples, but this happened time and time again. Say, for example, you're going into a cave. There's three ways to go. Yeah. One way you're allowed to go. Two ways you will walk all the way down and there's something you can't do yet. And then you will come all the way back. And I just felt like it, it completely broke up sort of the the flow of the game, similar to what you said with the puzzles, because I got stuck on a few as well, where I was just like, 
this is meant to be some time sensitive mission. Yeah. And he's pushing balls around. Yeah, yeah. What's what's he doing? And that was the point where I realized it didn't so much evoke Uncharted for me as it did the new Tomb Raider games. Right. Which obviously in and of themselves evoke Uncharted. Yeah. Which evokes the old Tomb Raider games. But that it was sort of that level of it didn't have the naughty dog polish of its puzzles that didn't, you know, because people who've seen me stream Uncharted know that I get stuck on them all the time, the Uncharted right. puzzles. But then you're never there for longer than five, six minutes. Yeah. It's, something's always happening. There's always stuff going on. Whereas this game would have a crazy set piece and then slow right down. Yeah. And you'd be, as you said, in a room playing with balls for a bit. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a great game. But I... I <sighs> I wish I wish it was better. It has yeah. so much potential, and I really hope that when they do a sequel, that they give them the time to properly polish it before they put it out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, when I play the Outer Worlds, it will be above Star Wars in my list. Right. I just, you know, I can't fairly say that right now. But uh, yeah, that's my number two. I'm sorry to to drag it down like that. No, don't. I was I, I was just keeping my mouth shut. When the patrons talked about it, because I was like, I'll wait until the podcast when we can. This is meant to be a positive thing. Yeah. This is a positive show. And all we're doing is saying everything we dislike about the games we've chosen. As well, all I was saying year. was why it wasn't number one for me. I think, right. You know? But uh, yeah, I think for the most part, I really enjoyed it. And I will go back and play it again. And I'm just, as you say, I'm so glad that they've done a decent, a well-received single-player Star Wars game. Mm -hmm. Because hopefully they'll do more. Well, speaking of something that may well be above your number two yeah. when you uh, when you get around to playing it, my number two is The Outer Worlds. Oh, well, there you go. There we are. Yeah. The Outer Worlds, I've now finished it. It's fantastic. Fantastic. It is Fallout New Vegas in space. Yeah. And I think it's brilliant. I read every terminal and spoke to every person oh. and went in every house and did every quest, uh, I think apart from the ones that I locked myself off from doing. Right. But it's just got such a wicked sense of humor about itself uh, in that you can do some pretty dark and messed up things in this game. And I just think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was open world, but not Fallout open world. Right. You just load into various maps and there are some that are bigger than others, but they're really not crazy big you yeah. know it's not like one huge world which right. just goes on forever sometimes you'll load you'll go to a planet and it's just it's just a town right and that's the map yeah and it's like this is great i don't feel overwhelmed yeah, by the amount yeah. of things i've got to do so there was a very sort of procedural way that i went about playing this game where i'd finish up any quests i could on a in a from a particular area mm -hmm. Then I'd go to a new area, talk to everyone, get all the quests, and then make my way through all of them before continuing with the main story. Right. I did all of that, and the game clocked in maybe about 25, 30 hours. Right, yeah. So if you fly through it, you can just do it. You know, you can just get it done. But the world was so interesting and put together. And we talk time and time again about how important writing is to both yeah. of us in terms of... Uh, making us care about a game and its world and its characters. And I think the Outer world is uh, Outer Worlds is so, so good. Um, I'm just annoyed that I waited so long to play it because of Death Stranding. Right. <laughs> Which is what got in the way of me finishing it um, before I, you know, we, we took the Christmas break. Uh, but it's got single-player DLC coming this year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on which side of the fence you fall, they uh, Obsidian is now owned by Microsoft. Yeah. So there's a good chance I won't be able to play any potential sequels to this. 
But equally, Microsoft are sort of softening up their approach to having their exclusive games on other platforms. So yeah. it may well be that they just publish it and it's released on the PS5 anyway. And the fact Who's that it was say? the first one was on PS4, you know, yeah. it's maybe slightly more likely that they'll be willing to maybe to share. I'd like to think they'd learn from their mistakes with what was it, Rise of the Tomb Raider, yeah. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, whichever one it was, um, the last Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. all the Star Wars, the Tomb Raider Awakens. All of them. Uh, Revenge of the Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Um, uh, Attack of Re- the Tomb Raider. Return of the Tomb Raider. The Phantom Raider. Phantom Raider. The Phantom Raider. Yeah, Revenge of the Raider. We've done that one. A yeah. new a new Raider. Uh, Raider. The the Raider Strikes Back. Yeah. The Empire Strikes the Tomb Raider. Rogue Raiders. Yeah. Rogue Traders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, The Outer Worlds, I think. Fantastic game. Really, really liked it. And I'm so glad that I found the time to, to go through it properly. And I'd recommend everybody do the same if you haven't played it yet. Fantastic. Well, we're here. I just wanted to hear you do that for a while, to be honest. Sorry. Uh, it's number one. It's time for number one from, from, from me, from you, and from the patrons first. With 22% of the vote, Untitled Goose Game <laughs> is the patron's Oh, our one. bloody patrons. Game of the Look year. Look at them. Look what a spectacular bunch of people they are. Triple Jump Patrons Game, game of the, the year. year 2019. Yeah, they can put that on the box. Untitled um, Goose Game. Titled Goose Game. Have you started it? No, I've not. I've seen a little bit of it, and I'm uh, I'm, I'm going to play it on, on my Puzz 4. I'm sorry? This month. My puzz for. Your puzz for. My puzz for. Uh, but no, I've not physically played any of it. Mm. It's an utter delight. Yes. I didn't put it in my top five. And I don't want people to think at the start of the show when I said, well, no, I didn't really have to make any decisions about my top five. We'll just sort of fall into play. The rest were rubbish. I didn't think Untitled Goose Game was rubbish at all. I thought it was spectacular. Yeah. But when weighed up against the other games, I just felt like I wanted to... You know, because I played the... Un- I, uh, thing is, Untitled Goose Game's fantastic, right? Thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Loved it. I, want, I can't wait for Untitled Goose Game Two's 2. Game. Untitled yeah. Toos Game. Untitled Geese Game. Yes. Uh, but I, you know, I finished it in one stream, and then it was out of my mind. Yeah. And that was it. And whereas the other games that I've spoken about in, the, in my top five stuck with me, or I played for a considerable amount of time. And I know by, by its very nature, Untitled Goose Game isn't a very long game. Yeah. But I didn't include it in mine just because it didn't stick in my memory quite That's as long. Enough. But it's fantastic. It's so good. It it's, is. It's such a good game. Uh, well, the patrons thought so too. Tell I, me. Rob Clark, two first names, said, I wanted to play Untitled Goose Game so much, I downloaded it on my Switch while driving up the M1 on my way to Scotland the day it came out. Loved every minute of it. It's the only game this year I can't fault. I hope you were pulled over or not driving. I hope you were driving. Robert Clark. Tyon said, I love Untitled Goose Game because its humor unfolds so simply. It feels satisfying to complete each puzzle and overall left me simply feeling happy after playing. Stephen Hartley said, voting Untitled Goose Game, it's always refreshing to see games that are different to the norm given a... uh, given a chance rather than just companies churning out sequels, reboots, and remakes. Yeah. Henry Brody Untitled Goose Game is like Hitman with a goose, and I think that's just brilliant. Perfect. Matt Fox, one first name, one animal. Because Goose Game, need I say more? Duncan's Wilson. 
Untitled Goose Game. It reminded me of the quirky games I used to play as a kid on the Specky Spectrum. I find Don't say that, please. I find indie games appeal to me more than AAA games. Smiley face. Oh. And finally, Nicholas Negropontis. Great name. Goose. 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 That's what Nicholas says. Just goose. Goose. With three O's. Goose. Goose. Peter. Yeah. I think. I think I know what makes Untitled Goose Game so special. Yeah. We were talking about this in the office uh, yesterday. About sort of reactionary games. With James. With Untitled James. Juice, Goose James. Untitled Juice James. Yes. Uh, uh, sort of streamable games, shareable games, uh, YouTube games, games like Goat Sim or Surgeon Simulator. Yes. You know, sort of absurd games that don't really have any substance, but they're developed to sort of, in an attempt to create buzz and be shareable. Free advertising. Uh, yeah, and YouTube. all the power to the developers, obviously, because they've, both respective developers have done incredibly well off those two examples yeah. I just gave. Uh, but Untitled Goose Game is not only incredibly good to react to, but it's got real substance as well. Right. It's got real depth. There's 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 real heart to this game. You don't just mess around. Yeah. You have clear objectives to complete, and you have a basically five or six different areas where you annoy someone so much that you are permitted to move on to another area yeah. to keep annoying people. And I think that just makes it very special and makes it stand apart from the other games that it might be unfairly lumped in with. That's why it's such a, a sort of a darling game, an internet darling game. It is. You know? The thing with uh, Surgeon Sim and Goat Sim, are they're, they're so... They're quite sort of gratuitous and, uh, you know, a bit in your face with either gore or just silly violence. Mm. Whereas I know Untitled Goose Game is certainly very chaotic, but it also, with its, like, visual style, it has a sort of quaint prettiness about it as mm. well. It's it's not just like, oh, look at all these explosions and blood. Yeah. Oh, you're going to want to play this on YouTube, aren't you, you suckers? You idiot. It's not like a goose wearing a Rambo bandana yeah. wielding a shotgun Exactly. Or yeah. No, it's it's much more uh, nuanced than that. Understated. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's a very, very special game, a very special breed of game that's managed to bridge the gap between independently developed gem yeah. because it's a really good game and... Shareable meme YouTube stuff. Like it's transcended all sorts of platforms this year. You know, yeah. that we've covered it in various news stories. There was the streamer who dressed up as a goose and made his own yeah. costume. Uh, it, it's just, you see the goose in all of the memes. There all was of that remote control goose that I don't even know what awards ceremony it was. I just saw the GIF, but it was like on a red carpet event. Uh, some guy was dressed as the farmer and he had an RC goose. I think it was an awards ceremony. I think it was. Maybe That's it was fantastic. just a convention somewhere, but yeah. Congratulations then to House House, developers of the Patreon, and therefore, if you don't support this statement, then support us on Patreon. Yeah. Listener voted Game of the Year 2019. Yeah. The Triple Jump Listener voted Game of the Year 2019. Yeah. Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Honk. Peter. Yeah. Oh, he's doing it again. The Gorilla Chest. My number one, you know it, it's Resident Evil 2 Remake. Uh, I mean, uh. Uh, I think that game is pretty much flawless. I defy anyone to come at me with a major drawback to that game. I have one. Yeah? The fact that you can't enable... 1,000 times anima facial animations as oh, a cheat. Oh, only, yeah. That those, would be good. those videos are astonishingly good. They are. Also, uh, Thomas the Tank Engine mod, when? As a cheat for, for, for Mr. X. 
He When's went. That? What? what? When? 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 Oh, as a cheat. As a cheat. Well, he's a mod. When DLC? You can get him as a mod. But I don't have a PC. On PC. Well, you do have a PC. Well, I mean a work PC. Yeah, play it at work. I'm not going to do that. Do I've got to work at work. Well, stay after and play. No. <laughs> Tell me about why else it's so good. Uh, God, visually, it's stunning. Like, mm. the, the graphics are great, you know? And a lot of the games we've talked about today... Uh, I think it's probably the best, one of the best looking games of the year in terms of actual photorealism. Yeah, games that have gone for photorealism for sure. Yeah. 100%. Uh, also, I hate Cal's face. Sorry. Oh, I hate Cal's Jedi face. Jedi Fallen Order. He's a real guy. He's just, he's awful, isn't it? Yeah, no, I totally Bloody agree with that. Sorry, carry I on. said that at the time. I hate Cal's face. He's, he's rubbish. Someone so who's punchable. Isn't whose he? face I don't hate is Leon Kennedy. <laughs> what a sexy man. Yeah. And I, you know, I would say that Claire's sexy, but that would be sexist. That you can't say that. No, you can only say it about men. How about the... That's not sexist. How about the the detective, the deputy, the the sheriff, what's he called? The one with the body the on the police his desk. chief. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's a hot. That's hot a sexy, stuff. sexy stud right there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. X. Mr. X. He's Forget about enormous. it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's just such a good game in every way. Like it appeals to, you know, new players can go and sit down and play it without having to ever have played any resi before whatsoever. Uh, people who have played either other Resi games or actual Resident Evil 2 back in the day can sit down and play it and both enjoy it nostalgically, but also have all kinds of uh, expectations subverted. Such as, like, I, for example, knew where the liquor appears for the first time. I'm playing as Kennedy, and I get to that corner, and you see a guy whose jaw has been sort of licked open and, like, Mm -hmm. split, and you're like, here it is, it's going to be here. It wasn't there. And then it surprises you much later on. So, you know, all those sorts of moments where you think, oh, this is where that thing happens and the thing doesn't happen at all. You know, I think that's great. Uh, All the extra stuff as well. Do you know what? I've not actually played any of the... I want to say mercenaries, or am I? It's called that in Resi Four. It's probably not called that in this. But all those extra stories where you play as different characters. Oh yeah, uh, the, like uh, the Forgotten Files or something. Yeah, like Case Files. I can't remember. What There's are. all kinds of like bonus stuff that you get to play. And uh, God, I've not even touched those yet, and I mm. sort of forgot that I'd not done those. I want to go home and play it right now. You get to play as the body on the sexy police chief. You do desk. You get to play as. But before uh, she was a body. Kendo, Kendo's gun shop. Kendo Calrissian. You get to play as the, the gun shop You do, itself. run around as the gun shop. You yeah. get to play as Hunk, obviously. You do. There's and Tofu Survivor The Tiramisu well. mode, yeah. Yeah. Mm, delicious. Fantastic. Uh, so you, you held back on your thoughts when, when it was earlier on in the list. What do you think? Too. Yeah, I just think it was. I just think it was brilliant. Yeah. I, I, that's you. You hit the nail on the head. I think with with the main thing I liked so much about this. Obviously, I didn't play Resi Two when it originally came out. Right. But the fact that it was a remake that played with people's understanding of what was meant to happen when. Yeah. I think it's just genius. I mean that you should do that as a horror game anyway. Yeah. And having recently played through in co-op Resident Evil Five for the first time because I got that super cheap. Yeah. You encounter liquors in that game, and they have come so far <laughs> in terms of understanding what horror is. Yeah. Because it's just night and day. Mm-hmm. You know, the liquors in Resi 5 are just cannon fodder, really. Right. There's a lot of them. It's like the, the Aliens film, where there's just Alien versus Predator. Or what was it? Aliens, Colonial Marines? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're just killing aliens all the time. It's like, just loads of them, and it's like, oh, okay. It's just rubbish. Yeah. yeah, none of them mean anything. Whereas, you know, they really make their enemies count. 
and you know the the redhead zombies or whatever they're called yeah. where you kill them earlier in the game and then if you don't burn them later on they come back or, yeah. or whatever it is spooky stuff yeah. i think i think it's just a phenomenal game it is uh, i would have been happy with it being completely set within the police station and honestly i kind of thought that was what i thought it was right it was just set in the police station like resi one was set in the mansion yeah but of course you know you leave the mansion at some point and you leave the police uh, the uh, police station in this one too you do i had played the original one uh, a long time ago I'd, I'd played it through uh i don't even know if i completed it but yeah i barely remembered it i knew a lot more about the police station sections like where the liquor comes in and you know some of the stuff that goes on there so yeah it was nice that i in fact i was able to appreciate it from both sides in that respect so for the, like the latter half of the game really i was like i don't really know what's going to happen at this point like even the broad strokes of the story i don't really know what's going to going to be going on uh but yeah equally the bits that i did sort of have a bit of a an understanding of going in i was able to really enjoy those moments too so yeah they they just did everything right yeah a lot could have gone wrong with that game actually uh, and it didn't. So I'm looking forward to Resi 3 now. Yeah. Remake. Me too. Yeah. I, th I think Resi 2 was phenomenal. Really, really fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Just pff, pff, almost flawless. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. That's Peter Austin's Game of the Year. What is your almost flawless or potentially completely flawless Game of the Year? Let's try this again. Peter, yeah. what's my Game of the Year? Right. You don't want those adjectives in there. Ben, what's your game of the year? Are you asking me no, to guess? No, I'm asking you to guess. Oh, to guess. Because you know what it is. Well, I suppose it must be Borderlands 3. I suppose it might be. I suppose it might be. Borderlands 3. Do you, so, but would you like me to redact those adjectives or not? Do you think it's near flawless? What, Borderlands 3? Yeah. No. Okay. No. What's your game of the year? Borderlands 3. Okay. <laughs> Borderlands 3 is my game of the year. Right. How could it be anything else? Uh, I, I imagine most people probably could have guessed from the very beginning that it was going to be that. In fact, I wasn't sure it was, you know. As soon as it was announced. I just feel I mean, like... you played a lot of it. I've pl I'm still playing it. You that's were excited the... to play it and stuff, but that's not always the mark of a... No, it's not. ...of a game of the year. I, I don't know really what else I can say about this game that I haven't said yeah. every week <laughs> for almost a year now. I think that there are things wrong with it. For sure. Yeah. I think that it was sort of a difficult sequel after Borderlands 2, especially waiting so long. I don't think the writing was as good as Borderlands 2. Yeah. But I think the game itself is everything I've been waiting for. And usually, I mean, some years you'll, you'll, the games that stick with you usually are ones that come at important moments in your, in your life. Yeah, that's true. And you don't want to get, you don't, I don't want to get too serious right now. About this. But 2019 was a tough year in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. And Borderlands really helped. Oh. And Borderlands 3 was sort of the, I don't know, like, like the, the emergency cherry that redeemed the plop cake. Oh no! If that's a metaphor that makes any sense no, at but all, but I think putting a cherry on the plop cake makes the plop even better. I think it's just the it made bin the, that... it made the plop more digestible. Let's okay. put it that way. The plop had the plop cake had to be consumed because it was the year I that see. I was in, in in sort of inhabiting. But the the nice game cake, yeah, the nice game cherry, even sorry, the Borderlands cherry 
helped. It tasted helped slightly it go down. less of plot. It helped it go down. A little bit more of, of cherry. Exactly. Yeah. And I've had various things through the years, as everybody has. The various pieces of media, music, you know, a particular album, a particular film, a yeah. TV show. Something that you remember from that time that, that, that helped you through a crap moment in your life. And Borderlands Game of the Year edition was that at the beginning of the year yeah. and then Borderlands 3 picked up the slack immediately so there was never a time when I was playing Borderlands 3 and wasn't having fun good there are things about it that annoyed me and things about it that I wish were better but that's only speaking as a super fan of Borderlands yeah. in general that's mean you know some of it's not me nitpicking the menus should work for a start uh, but they're better now which is nice and I've got the season pass as well and the first proper DLC was really good and so I'm I'm really looking forward to the the rest of it. I think Borderlands 3 may not have been critically the best game that was released last year that I played. Right. But I think it was the most important one. Yeah. And that's why it is my goatee. Your goatee. Game of the year. I see. Gotti. Your gotti. Got it, hack. Gotti. That's that's partly why not I've I don't want to go back on it for, for for too long, but that's partly why Star Wars is as high as it is for me. Right. I also know that it's actually quite a flawed game. And I've talked about the flaws earlier on in other podcasts and videos and stuff. Hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes these games go higher up in a list for other reasons. Sentimental personal reasons. Sen yeah, exactly. You know, I really like Star Wars. I was in a big Star Wars vibe at the time in, in my head and mm -hmm. enjoying on every bit of Star Wars media I could. So that yeah. helped. Uh, so yeah, you know... And sometimes it can be if a game helps you through something. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, We talk about Spider-Man a lot and how much we think Spider-Man is one of the best exclusives on PlayStation, which yeah. it is, obviously. But critically, it's not up there. You know, yeah. it's, it's like 85 because ultimately it's an open world game with collectibles. Yeah, it's Assassin's Creed with web swinging. Pretty much if you want to distill it down. Like yeah. it, so, But it's just, you know, sometimes... There are aspects of a game beyond the critical element that really speak to you yeah. and that really stick with you. And for me, that was Borderlands this year. Well, we've said before, to take Spider-Man as, as an example, you know, that game, if you weren't being Spider-Man, if it was exactly the same game, but you were just Mr. Mr. Rope rope, rope Arms <laughs> yeah. and you could throw Bionic ropes Bionic Commando. Yeah, then it wouldn't be as good. But it's just because you're Spider-Man. And yeah, you know, you can Definitely. look at how critically acclaimed it is and be like, oh, well, should I really be saying it's like the best, one of the best games uh, on the PS4? Well, I'm Spider-Man, I don't care. Yeah. Know? If you took the Hideo Kojima name off the box of Death Stranding. Yeah. If you took the Norman Reedus off, off the box of Death Stranding mm -hmm. and it was uh, Jeremy's, Jeremy's Death Stranding starring Bob from the pub. Yeah. It wouldn't be... I mean, that's an unfair comparison, but you know what I mean. Like, I there, there are there are certain elements that raise a game for yeah. people. Like, this is a positive for Death Stranding. I'm not taking the piss out. I'm kind of taking the piss, but... I know what you mean, though. Yeah. Like, it, it, there are there are elements to games that elevate them for certain people. Yeah. Uh, Hideo Kojima's involvement in Death Stranding undeniably has had that effect. And the fact that Spider-Man is the guy you're swinging around with and not Rope Boy yeah. is another reason. And the fact that I had a, a bit of a rough year and Borderlands 3 was there for me made that even better than it already was. Exactly. And I still think it's a very good game. Yeah. But I don't think it, you know, we talked about Resi 2. And that mm. game's got nothing wrong with it no. at all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. Those are our games of the year and also the Patreon 
voted Games of the Year as well. If you're listening to this thinking, man, I wish I could have gotten involved in that, $1 a month if you want to get involved with the podcast side of things. There are other tiers, obviously, Peter, aren't there? But they are at a higher uh, financial requirement. Yeah, absolutely. You can get all sorts of uh, things like you can watch Worst Games Ever early. You can uh, access a special room in our Discord. Uh, We do Discord chats and stuff. If you're a wild $100 donor, uh, you get assigned Worst Games Ever and a bunch of other... uh, I don't want to say tat. Knickknacks. Knickknacks. Thank you. Signed knickknacks. Signed knickknacks and a photo and other and and all the stuff in the lower tiers beneath that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you want to get involved in the podcast and if maybe next year you're wanting to vote on this, if you're listening, Hideo, then uh, <laughs> that's just a one dollar tier. I think Jeff's listening. Jeff will tell him. Jeff will. His best friend, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Bob yes. from the pub. Bob from the pub. Absolutely. Yeah. Jeremy's Death Stranding, starring Bob from the pub. Bob from the pub. Uh, I'm still I'm still Bob from the pub. Used to have a little, now I have a lub. A lub, yeah. <laughs> anyway, mm. uh, the point is, thank you so much for, again, all of your support last year, if you've been with us for, for a little while. Patreon not only allows you to get involved in the show, but also it really helps us. Oh, yeah. You know, like more than we can put into words. It's the reason, it's, it's a big reason we're still here yeah. for a start. That we didn't die after 12 months. So while while $1 is all you need to get involved in the show, you can donate as much as you want per month. It's totally up to you. But uh, yes, the podcast will return to its normal running order next week. And we'll be putting out a post at the beginning of the week asking for questions. Yeah. So if you have anything you want to ask and you're not a patron, now might be the time to consider doing that. Patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Speaking of team triple jump, Peter, where can people go, Peter, to find us elsewhere? Peter. Team Triple Jump then. Uh, YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump is where all of our content goes out, our videos and our streams and things and things. Uh, we've got mods over there, Lord Brotovich and Cecil Prompts, who look after streams on both Twitch and YouTube. Uh, our social medias are Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Our social media man Luke Eldon is looking after Facebook for us. Thank you, Luke. There's lots of old people who are grateful for what you're doing. I shouldn't say that because he does good work. He does good work. And we have young Facebook users. We do. There are also plenty of obnoxious Facebook users. I've gone on there a couple of times and looked in the comments and someone's just said, oh, it's like, this is why I don't come on Facebook. Because yeah. people feel the need with their own, literally a picture of their face yeah, and, their, and name, their name to be an arse. It's like, wow, you are brazen. Luke, you're taking some serious bullets for us there. Yeah, good job, Luke. Very grateful for good what you do. Good job. Uh, patreon.com as we've said forward slash team triple jump you can get all sorts of rewards as aforementioned Uh, if you're watching the video version of this podcast and want an audio version it's play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump no team Mm. Uh, the website is triplejo.merk where we have careers not right now and other things Uh, and finally the discord that I mentioned a little bit earlier is bit.ly forward slash team triple jump the mods over there are Jack Joe and Jims and Dragonfly. Jims and Dragonfly. Yes. Fantastic. Instagram, if you'd like to follow us there, at that Peter Austin and at Ben Potter 20. Twitter, at that Peter Austin and at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday, streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursday, Monday and Tuesday being on Twitch. They're solo streams and the VODs are staying on Twitch. They're no longer going to be uploaded to YouTube, as we explained just before the break. 
Thursday are the joint streams, Blaze It. Those are over on YouTube. They will be going on YouTube because they're on YouTube. Yes. Worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons, Sunday for everybody else. It is a worst games ever week. There will be an episode tomorrow if you are a regular supporter or viewer. And if you are a Patreon supporter of a certain tier, you would have seen it on Friday. Thank you very much for your for your support. Shows. The shows, of course, will be returning this year. Um, we have none recorded, as you might imagine, because hey. we've just come back. So we're trying to... We're going to try and get a show out at least every other week. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you know, there'll be some weeks where that doesn't happen, obviously. But you will get worst games ever every fortnight. Yes. But that will always around that, we're going to try and fit in the other shows as and when. Yeah. So please look forward to those. Of course, we have a cooking show called Main Menu. Mm -hmm. We have cut content where we uh, run through sort of pet peeves or video game room 101 yeah. with a guest, which is fun. Uh, what else do we have? Rules Boss. We have Rules Boss. It's a challenge show where we get a challenge from the European Commission of Challenges. <laughs> By the end of the month, we won't be in. It might just be the some sort of independent commission of it challenges. Just be the commission of challenges. It might be Bob from the pub. It might be Bob from the Bob from the pub. Bob. Yes. Uh, and what else do we do? We've got another one. Prove it. Prove it. That's it. That's the one where it's live action challenges. Yeah. We learn skills from video games and prove them. Prove them in real life. And of course, we also do ranked lists. Our longest ever list. We Our longest year boy ever. Yeah. Every video game home console ranked from worst to best. That's that was a, a mammoth edit. It was... It was it nearly killed us doing the voiceover. Yeah. It practically killed James doing most of the editing. And then Philip just, I mean, I don't know how he's still alive. He wrote it and researched, it researched the, whole the whole thing. So that's up now. It's an hour and 45 minutes long. If you feel like getting drunk, which I know a lot of us do, given the state of the world, uh, and you're hungover, give it a watch. If you're hungover, please. why do you feel like getting drunk? You're mad. Well, you know, when they're hungover after getting oh, drunk. Okay. I mean, I don't know what your deal is. You, at the same time. You do you, right? Yeah. Just, just su survive, as it were. Right. Finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps something to do with Al Gore rhythm. Al Gore's rhythm. Al Gore's rhythms. He's got good The rhythm, planet's Al burning. Go, Al Gore. Look at him go. Hey, guys, remember like 20 years ago when I warned you all about global warming and everyone said I was crazy? Yeah. Sorry, Alan. Sorry, Alan. Anyway, if you want to help with his rhythms, iTunes review. Please add ice caps. <laughs> right, it says today's sponsor here at the bottom, so I suppose I've got to do this again. I mean, our sponsor this week is Old Hangs 9, because it's a new year and something about the game Hangman, you know, where you... It's nine years old today. Where it's, it's nine years old today because the pun dictates it is, and it's where someone decides a word and they have to guess the letters, and each time they do a letter, you have to do... You draw a bit of a noose and, and a man hanging from it, or a woman. Yeah. Nooses. Woman. Nooses are equal opportunities. They no, are. Well, it has to be... No, it doesn't have to be a woman. It doesn't have to be man, because it's old Hangs 9. So I didn't say because if it was old hangs, if it rhymes with hang, it doesn't matter. Right, we'll see you later, everybody. Enjoy old hags. Enjoy nine. your week. Oh, that's the lady version. There we go. Bye, everybody. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.